Well, it's been a great day to, uh, to honor the graduates, and, it's, and, and they've been a real special part of our lives, and um, we've just really enjoyed getting to know them. And so um, it, it has been a, a great morning for, for me and for Sarah, and I know, and I think we've all enjoyed it. And um, we're going to talk today about making choices, but before we do that, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for uh, the opportunity to be here and to just see how you are at work in the lives of these young people. And Lord, I just uh, ask as we look into your word, Lord, that uh, you would open our eyes, that you would open our ears, and that we would be uh, willing to hear what you have to say to us. I pray that your spirit would speak and that we would listen and we would uh, go forth and, and uh, be different because of it. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I know... Um, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to enjoy this service a little bit more than the first service because I have this message prepared for the graduates. Well, there, weren't really, there was like three graduates here this morning, so, so I've got a bit bigger crowd as far as the graduates go. Um, and I know a lot of the, the seniors are kind of sick and tired of uh, hearing about having to make decisions, and they've got a lot of questions like, where are you going to go to college, and what, what uh, degree are you going to take, and, and what, are your, what are your career goals, and and just questions, questions, questions. But um, the reality is that life is full of choices. And, you know, whether you're graduating senior or you're getting ready to start a family or buy your first house or you're getting ready to retire, we, we all have choices to make. And um, I think it's important that we, we make our choices based on the Word of God. And so that's kind of what we're going to look at this morning. Um, Sarah received a text two weeks ago uh, from a college student, and so this applies to our, our uh, graduating seniors getting ready. It uh, sounded like most of them were making plans for college, and that's great. And this is from a second-year student, and this, comes from, this question comes from a sociology class, not at you know, some liberal arts college you know, far away. This comes from uh, Tri-County Community College. It's a sociology class, and, it's, and the, the text that Sarah got says, um, I have a question. For my sociology class, I have to write a paper on Islam. We watched a video about Islam, and now we have to write a paper on what we learned. Pretty straightforward. Well, the video talks about how Islam gets some of their violent beliefs from the Bible. And the student is faced with the, um, the challenge or dilemma on how are they going to uh, write their paper when they watch this video that says Islam is getting their beliefs their violent beliefs from the Bible, and the teacher is promoting that idea and then says to the students, okay, I want you to write a paper on what you've learned. And so as a student, or, or as anyone, when you're confronted with, with this sort of um, questioning or false reasoning, if you will, we, we have a choice to make. And sometimes, you know, when we have um, a decision coming, we, we, we know it's coming. And um, the graduating seniors, they've known for four years that this day was coming, and so they've been getting ready for it, and they've been thinking about it and, and taking classes accordingly, and probably praying about it, talking to their parents, getting godly advice, maybe reading the Bible to see, you know, what should I do when I'm done here? But sometimes, you know, you just sit down in your, in your you know, nine o'clock sociology class, and all of a sudden, you're just hit with a... With a um, a decision that has to be made, and you're not expecting it. And so that's kind of where um, I want, what I want to talk about this morning, is how do you prepare for these unexpected decisions? Not the ones that you, you get ready for, and you plan for, and you pray about, and, and, you, and you spend time on, but one that just confronts you suddenly, and you have to make a decision. So um, we're going to start with um, 
in, in Joshua chapter 24. And what I, I guess what I, partly what I did was I thought, okay, these, these seniors are, are, are going off and they're going to be starting something new in, in the fall. And, and, and what can I say to them? And what, you know, what from the Bible? And, and I, I was looking at what uh, Joshua and Moses and Samuel had to say when they kind of gave their farewell address to the people of Israel, that they, they knew their time was short and they needed, they felt like they had some things they wanted to pass on. So that's kind of where I'm pulling some of, uh, some of this from this morning. And in Joshua chapter 24, verse 15 is a very common verse, and, and probably many of you have this verse hanging somewhere in your house. And if you have it hanging in your house, it probably reads something like this. Choose this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that really takes the first part of the verse and the, and the second part of the verse, but it leaves out the middle part of the verse. And the, and the middle part of the verse that's on the screen there says, uh, we'll start at the beginning, and if it is evil in your sight to serve the Lord, the people of Israel were presented with other gods, with other religions that they had the choice to serve. They had gods that they carried with them from Egypt. They had the gods of the Amorites and the Moabites, the people of Canaan that, that they had not expelled as they went into the promised land. And so they had other religions and other gods to choose from. And Joshua said to them, uh, if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you will dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So we have a choice of who we can serve. And um, whether, whether we make the choice consciously or not, the choice is still made. And so my, my challenge to you as, as seniors going forward is, let's make that choice of who we're going to serve and not wait until confronted with some sort of issue that you weren't really you weren't really ready for, and you weren't prepared for, and you weren't really thinking about it. And so uh, Joshua says to the people, choose who you will serve, because you will serve something. It will either be serving the Lord, or you'll be serving yourself, whether that's serving yourself through um, pursuing uh, a college degree so that you could pursue a good career, so that you could make lots of money, so that someone will want to marry you and have a family with you one day, um, or, or we're just pursuing personal gain, personal wealth, or you're just, you, maybe you don't even, you say, I could, care all, I could care less about that, just give me, you know, video games and sports and I'll be happy. Whatever it is, we're all pursuing something. And so the challenge that I'm going to give you this morning is that we, we make our choice to the Lord, that we make our life pursuit after him and not after these other things. Um, and I think we have some good examples in the Bible of people who, um, I guess, kind of give us a picture of what that might look like, because it does look different for different people. And um, Samuel, when he was a young boy, when he heard the Lord calling, he said, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. When Isaiah heard the call of the Lord, his response was, here am I, send me. And we see Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane before, the night before his crucifixion, he was praying to the Lord. And his, his uh, prayer to the Lord was, Lord, not my, not my will, but yours be done. And, and that's kind of the, the heart attitude that I think that we need to have if we're going to choose to serve the Lord. And, um, you know, we worship together here as a, as a body of believers on a regular basis. And you, and you guys know that um, on Sunday mornings when we take communion, at the end of the communion service, we usually pray the Lord's Prayer. And we, we, it starts out, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
And then as the choir sang this morning, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I was thinking about that as I prepared this message and I thought, okay, well, I'll pray that on Sunday morning and then I'll get up Monday morning and I'll say, okay, God, I got to do this today and I got to do this and, and please help me to do that. And, and when I see this person, help me to... And when I, sat, when I stood here on Sunday, I said, Lord, just your will, whatever it is. And then I got up on Monday morning and I told him how it was going to be. And, and there's a conflict there. And so if, we're, if we are going to pray that prayer, Lord, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, then we, our heart attitude should be similar to Samuel and Isaiah and Jesus, where we, we get up in the morning instead and we say, okay, God, I know there's a lot going on today and I don't know how all it's going to work out, but just I want your will to be done. I want to be your servant today. I want to bring you praise and honor and glory today in whatever I do. Um, so that kind of brings me to my second point. We, we do have to make a choice, and I want to encourage you guys to make that choice today. And um, Joshua doesn't say, when you get around to it, you're going to have to make a choice um, on who you're going to serve because there's other gods around. But no, he says, choose this day whom you will serve. And so um, it's important that we, we choose today how we're going to live not just for today, but for the rest of our lives. And um, Mitch, I'm going to single you out here. We had a conversation, Mitch Camp and I had a conversation, it's probably like five or six years ago, and it stuck with me. And at the time, Nate, my son, and Tyler, his son, were like nine or ten years old. And we were talking, you know, about how, you know, just trying to be good dads and trying to raise the boys right. And uh, he said, well, I had a talk with Tyler the other day. And I was like, really? really? And uh, he said, we're talking about... Um, choosing whether or not he would drink alcohol or use drugs if they were offered to him. And I thought to myself, my goodness, boys are like nine years old. You know, I'm thinking maybe it's a little rougher on your side of the county than mine. <laughs> but this is what he said to me. It was like he was pulling out of this verse. He said, I want, I want Tyler to make his choice now so that when he is faced with that decision, he's already chosen so he doesn't have to choose under the pressure of his friends um, at, that, at, a, at a party or over at a friend's house when something's offered to him. He's already made his choice. And, and that really stuck with me, Mitch. I, thank you for that. So we have to make a choice. And we should choose today and not wait until it's too late. And um, we should also choose confidently. And if uh, we look at Deuteronomy 31, verse, verses 7 and 8, we're kind of jumping to where Moses was speaking to, to Joshua, because Joshua is going to succeed him. And he said, he said to him, Be strong and courageous, for you shall go with this people into the land that the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give to them, and you shall put them in possession of it. It is the Lord who goes before you, he is with you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. So Moses' uh, sort of final words to Joshua were to, don't be afraid, but be strong and courageous. Um, he said, don't have any fear. And, and Paul said something similar. He said in 2 Timothy, he said, for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And and I th think to myself, well, you know, 
why, why should I be strong and courageous? Where, where does this um, lack of fear come from? And where does this confidence come from? And he speaks to it in, in, uh, in verse 8. And um, my mind's drawn a blank. Todd. Todd, this verse is on the back of your shirt I noticed this morning. It says, it is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. So this, this confidence that we should have, the courage that we should have, should not be because I, I, I'm going to try as hard as I can and I think I can do it, but because God is with us and he is for us and he won't leave us and he won't forsake us. And those are just promises that we find in one verse. And we have a, a whole book full of the promises of God and his, um, what he, uh, he has promised to us, what he said he has done. We can read about that. We can read about what he promised that he will do. Um, on Wednesday nights, we studied the book of Ephesians this year, and just in the first chapter or two, we learn about how the grace of God saves us, how, how God adopted us as his son and daughters, how we have an inheritance in heaven, how he has sealed us with his Holy Spirit. And as we read through the Bible, it's just full of promises and, and things where we can draw confidence from, not in ourselves, but in the God that we serve. Um, so we, we need to, the students know, we, we talk to them every week about reading the word because it's the word that is what guides us and what teaches us and, and shows us the truth that, um, that was spoken of earlier. So we do have a choice to make. We need to make that choice today. And when we make that choice, we need to be confident in it because it's because of God. It's not us that's doing it. And then we also, I think, need to choose without distraction. And um, especially as a young person, there's so many things in the world that is vying for our attention. And Samuel, when he addressed the people of Israel, he was near the end of his life. He said a bunch of things to him, but one verse really struck out, uh, stood out to me, and it's Samuel 12, verse 21. And Samuel said, And do not turn aside after empty things that cannot profit or deliver, for they are empty. And there's so much, there's so much that, the, that our American culture offers to us that is just truly empty. And the American culture, or the American dream, if you will, it tells us to enjoy life, that we, should, we deserve to be sto- uh, spoiled, that our priorities should be a career and money and relationships and material things, uh, maybe movies, sports, and, and we should just live life to the fullest because once we're gone, once we die, it's over, so just enjoy it while you can. And that's not what Samuel says here. He says, do not turn aside after empty things that cannot profit or deliver, for they are empty. And I think that anything, anything that we pursue that's either outside of God's will or that we pursue because I want to do it, not because I think that that's what God wants me to do, is an empty thing. And um, Paul says to the Corinthians in, in one of uh, the uh, second Corinthians, he tells them that they are ambassadors for Christ. And when we think of what an ambassador is, an ambassador is not just enjoying life, living for him or herself, trying to get everything that they can get out of it. An ambassador has been sent to a foreign land to represent somebody else. And so while we're here on earth, we're not here to get as much as we can out of it while we can, but we're here to serve the Lord. We're in a foreign land, and we are to 
we've been entrusted as his ambassador to share his message, to share his love, to share um, about his, his son and his death on the cross. And it's not about me and what I want, it's about God and what God wants. So Amen. I think that we find that, and, and um, I look around out here today and I see many that have walked with the Lord a long time, a lot longer than me, and I think you would agree with me that we, our greatest joy doesn't come from chasing after all these empty things, that, as Samuel says, but our greatest joy really comes from serving the Lord. And when I look back on things I've done and things I haven't done, I, sometimes I have regrets and some things I don't regret. But one thing I know is I've, I don't have one regret when I've chosen to do what was right or, or to do what I believe that God has asked me to do. And um, that doesn't mean those have always been easy things, but I definitely don't regret any of those things. And um, Paul in Colossians 3 verse 2 says, set your mind on things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. And the things on earth in and of themselves truly are empty without God. But if we set our minds on God, it doesn't matter if we're pursuing a career in engineering or math or education or some of these other degrees that you guys mentioned this morning. With God first, those are all good things. And he can be glorified in that and he will honor those choices and he will, he, you'll see that he will make you successful but number one is always God, and, and is to serve him and to get up each morning and to say, okay, God, what do you have for me today? Whatever it is, I'm willing, and I just ask that you'd help me to do, do my best for you today. And, um, well, I feel like I just did a sprint there. <laughs> I had, I, we took a little longer there in the first service, but I guess just to conclude, we do have a choice to make. And uh, I would encourage you, and I, and I know the Bible teaches that, we, that that choice should be to put God first in all that we do. And I think it's important that we make that choice not only today, but we make that choice each and every day when we get up, is to just say, Lord, this one's for you again. And then when we do that, we can be confident because of the promises that are in his word. And when we do that, we won't be distracted by the things that are trying to grab our attention because we're keeping our focus on him. And... Uh, college students, as you, as you head out, it's going to be different this fall. It won't be the same as it was last year and the year before and the year before. But we keep our eyes set on, on the Lord. And he, he will never leave us. He won't forsake us. And he will always, 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 always be there for us. Let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for um, a great day in your house this morning. And I thank you just for the truths of your word and, and how it, it just seems that no matter where, where we are in our life and, and in a group this size where so many of us are facing different things and different types of choices and, and some of us are just in a, in a great place and, and some of us are having a difficult time, Lord. And I just thank you that you are always the same uh, no matter what we're facing, that your, your word is true. Uh, you never change, you never falter, you always be there never forsake us. I thank you for that, Lord. I just pray that each one of us would seek after you with all of our hearts and that our desire above all else would be to do your will as we uh, go from day to day in our lives. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.